Today I'm interviewing Elena. She's a Russian national who came to Austria for studying and stayed for working. She shares her experience of getting stuck when she tried to prolong her visa. Hope you enjoy listening. Immigration Stories Austria. Hello, Elena. Super nice for you to be here. Thanks so much. Thanks for inviting me, Barbara. <laughs> yeah, cool that you're here. Do you maybe want to introduce yourself first and tell us where you're from? Okay, so my name is Elena. I'm from Russia. I have been living in Vienna for six years, I think now, or six and a half. And I came here as a student. I uh, studied, uh, did my master's in here. And after that, I just got a job and uh, stayed for working. Mm -hmm. So you picked Austria because you wanted to study here because program seemed interesting or some other reasons as well? Um, it was a long story. Um, I have been here quite often as I was a child and a teenager because I was skiing a lot with my parents and that was kind of a favorite destination to ski. And of course, every time we um, went to mountains, we stayed also a couple of days in Vienna and it was always nice and I really liked the city. It was, I don't know, so lovely <laughs> to walk in Vienna and I really liked it a lot. And at some point uh, when I was at my bachelor's, um, I heard about um, this exchange program. It's not, it's like Erasmus, just we have a different name for it in Russia. And uh, there were options to go to like many countries, but um, I was interested actually in German, uh, in learning German. So I decided to try a German speaking country and um, I applied, I think, to Köln and to Vienna because there were like two universities with which we had contracts, so I could choose one of them. And I was lucky enough to end up in Vienna. And I uh, made my exchange semester here. It was like winter, I don't know, 2014, I think. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Yeah. And yeah, I, I made my exchange semester here. I had some fun, it was really nice. And I went back to finish my bachelor's and then I started master's in Moscow. Um, and then when I was already the first year, I decided to try to apply for a master's in Vienna because I was really unhappy with the master's which I had and it worked out. And, um, yeah, I got my, um, invitation to the university and I came to study for master's in Vienna. So it was my second, second one. And, uh, when I was studying, like the first year I was traveling, between uh, Vienna and Moscow because I had to still do master in Vienna or in Moscow in parallel and because I wanted to finish it I started it and I wanted to finish it and it was a bit too much but it worked out I finished it <laughs> great congratulations thanks so, so now I have two masters congratulations <laughs> that's great so you didn't have to travel back and forth because of visa runs or anything no no but uh, this year when I came There was the refugee crisis in uh, mm. in Austria. I think it exactly was the year when the Syrian war has started. And there were many refugees and there was this refugee crisis. And um, when I got an invitation from the university, I think they even wrote that in the email, so please apply for the visa as soon as you can because there are issues, because it's taking longer than usual. And that's what I did. I think already in June I had an invitation and I immediately applied. At least for entry visa, it was no problem. I got it fast. And then when I came to the to, to the city, so you, you have this one-time entrance visa, which is called, I think, D. Mm -hmm. And then you're supposed to go to the 
magistrat. Mm-hmm. You went to MA35? Yes, yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then you apply for your residence permit as a student. Mm-hmm. So I did that and um, I was lucky enough to get it on time. So I had. What do you mean by on time? How so long did it take? I mean, I think it took a bit more than a month. So by the time when actual studies started in October, I already had it. And I had no problems, but my colleagues um, from my university, some of them had issues and they couldn't get it, um, couldn't get the visa on time. I know that some people even were not able to come to Vienna because they didn't get, um, uh, yeah, they didn't get visa at all. Mm-hmm. I think there were some guys from Asia also that didn't work out for them. So they just, they got the acceptance to the university, but they were not able to come. And some of my colleagues um, from from my group, from my study group, they actually ended up uh, coming with the touristic visa, mm-hmm. which is actually not allowed for the studying. But I think at that point, uh, university has closed their eyes on this fact, mm-hmm. and they just let them to attend the classes, even though they had the touristic visa, because they were just waiting for Mm-hmm. For um, for the processing, yeah, for the processing, because they got. Uh, I think people had like somebody had already open visa for some France or whatever. Other people just applied for Slovakia or something like that, and they were traveling back and forth. So they would come to Vienna, stay a couple of weeks, study, mm-hmm. or just come for the tests and study themselves. And um, it it took a while. I know like a friend of mine. She got her visa in the end only in April or March. Mm-hmm while the studies have started uh, in October. Yeah, that sounds like yeah, chaotic. Yeah, there's just a half a year of waiting for your residence permit as a student while you actually, you were supposed to study already. And I think for many people, it was a reason why they didn't, um, why they didn't come, because usually the program I studied, uh, it has about 60 students usual in the usual year. And we had in the beginning, I think about 32, 33. And the majority of students were Austrian students, uh, though usually it's 80% foreigners because the program was in English. Mm-hmm. And yeah, for us, it was very like unusual, unusual year for, mm-hmm. for the program to have yeah. it like that. So that was the first uh, mm-hmm. time I had. Uh, yeah. So I was still lucky, but I really saw people who, who were not lucky with it at all. And um, then it was... How long did you have the student visa for? For two years. I was mm-hmm. doing my master's for two years, so I had to prolong it twice. You didn't have any issues. You apply, um, you just wait a month or so, and you get it. Mm-hmm. it no Could problem. you do this all online, or did you have to go to the... No, no, it's only <laughs> only in person. Okay. You come to Magistrat. I think it opens at 8. So you try to be... The, no, or even at 7.30, something like that. So you try to come there uh, at least one hour before opening. Oh, God. Uh, and you stay in the line. And yeah, actually, that's the best strategy just to come one hour, maybe a bit, even a bit more um, mm-hmm. ahead of time. So then you have a chance to, to be fast and don't spend there five hours waiting. That's what I always did. Um, and it was, yeah, it was no problem. Mm-hmm. You just have a basic set of documents. You have the confirmation that you made, I don't know how many credits you're supposed to make, uh, is this ECTS, it's called, something like that. And yeah, this is this is, was this was fine. Um, Did you need any other documents? Um, they were a bit weird with the list of documents, I think, which they publish, uh, because 
yeah, there is there is a basic list like um, this questionnaire, your passport, university uh, confirmation, the confirmation of your rent, and some money on your account. Uh, but um, sometimes they also asked, and it was not in the list to confirm that you don't have uh, credits in Austria. Or mm. like I think maybe it's European Union. There is a site which checks your credit history, mm-hmm. and you have to you have to actually pay for this service. I think it costs about twenty euros or something like that, and they do it in a week. So and then you have a confirmation that you have credit or you don't have credit, because they take this information into account when they look at your financials. So you should be able to, if you have a credit, you should be able to cover it, you cover a percentage and to cover like your costs. Uh, but it's not in the official list. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think when I was a student, I was asked once about this paper and I didn't have it. And then they just asked me to write by hand that I like Elena and I confirm that I don't have any credit on me, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the list, I can cannot say that the list was perfect. And then you look at the different places and they write different uh, different requirements. Do you need this or you don't need this? Then you go to forums and you read what people write. And mm-hmm. um, in the end, you end up with the list of 20 things and you don't know which one you need. You, mm-hmm. need, you know probably that you need those for sure, but some other things you think that you you might need them. Okay. You don't know. <laughs> so you found information on Facebook or internet forums or um, just on official websites? On or? official website, mm-hmm. there is this migration website in Austria. They have an official page. I think even in English now they have a page, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's actually also Turkish. Yeah. So they, they have a list, uh, but... You usually also ask your friends or your colleagues and uh, or you go to some forums and you check what mm-hmm. else you might need. Did the university or anybody else help you? No, no, when it's uh, when you as when you are a student you just do it on your own. The only thing that university does is provides you with this confirmation that mm-hmm. you like made certain amount of credits and you are still enrolled in your studies and you just get it in this machine in the university with okay. your student card okay. so it's easy all right so um getting the documents it sounds fairly easy but how yeah. they communicate what they want is not easy <laughs> not as easy okay so you've been here since 2014 which is quite a while um no, it was like there was a break right i was here half a year and then i mm-hmm. was one and a half year away and then i came back yeah, yeah. but um so you're not a student anymore, right? No, no. So how did your transition from being a student to working in Austria go? So that was also, uh, I would say, okay process because um, if you finish the university in Austria, you have this privilege of getting the job without fulfilling some certain requirements. Because if you just apply from abroad, you need there is a scale with points, I think 100 points, and you need to have some certain qualifications uh, to some certain number of points, which would let you, uh, which would give you this possibility to apply for a job here. But if you're a student who finished an Austrian university, you don't have this problem. You can just apply uh, freely to the market and hope that your uh, future <laughs> employer will be willing to um, issue all the papers for you to mm-hmm. be able to give you a visa, or like residence permit, actually. Did you find it hard to find an employer who would sponsor you to give you this um, opportunity? It was not... Uh, 
No, I think like it was not a problem really because the places I applied they were like mostly international companies or so, so there was no like no issue. But usually in this questionnaire when you like apply for the job, usually you you had you had this question: Do you have a valid uh, work permit in Austria? Yes or not? That was often, but I like I didn't get any uh, or like it was never a straight answer that no we cannot because you don't have a, a permit i think for the students who finished universities here it's it's not an issue mm -hmm. did you have to speak german at that point or for the companies and jobs you applied for um well since um since i'm in finance i think it's a bit easier with english but i still have to say that many things uh, in vienna are in german mm -hmm. <laughs> like really many it's not easy to find the job in English okay. not so easy so you so think um, <laughs> you would recommend anyone to learn German yeah, as quickly definitely. as you can definitely okay. for sure <laughs> mm -hmm. makes mm -hmm. life easier okay so transitioning from student to work you have now you've got the red 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 card right yes uh, I had that was my first uh, uh, card after the university and it was just um, so I found a job We mm -hmm. signed the contract, and um, there is some special, uh, some special document which the company has to fill and sign for you. Mm -hmm. You fill it in together, they sign it, and you just bring it to uh, to your interview application interview mm -hmm. um, together with your contract, with mm -hmm. your labor contract, and that's all. Okay, but in between in between your student visa and your red 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 card, do you have any period to actually look for jobs, or yes. is this is uh, this just ending? No, no, it's um, actually I think exactly the year when I did it, they prolonged this period. It was used to be a half a year mm -hmm. after the university, and it uh, started to be a year. So mm -hmm. you have the whole year to find the job, and in this period you still have your student visa. Mm -hmm. Okay. So your student uh, residence permit is, I think, correct way to to call it. Okay. So it was uh, was enough time. Yeah, it was fair. Mm -hmm. One year is okay. <laughs> Great. So then transitioning to your red, white, red card, the company helped you by signing this contract. Yes. Or? Mm -hmm. um, I know. I know that, uh, like from from my friends, that some companies they actually they they really help you more because they provide you with a person who is responsible for it, mm -hmm. and this person goes to the magistrate either with you or with um, uh, this power of attorney. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but he can't represent you. It was not the case in my company. They just signed everything, and I went myself. Mm -hmm. But um, it seemed to be a more pleasant experience uh, than with application for the student visa because it's I think it's a separate department mm -hmm. and probably they don't have so many people uh, in there applying every day or so. So it was um, application for the Rotweiss Road card. Uh, it was easy because yeah I didn't have to wait or anything. Mm -hmm. It was quite fast. I came early. I went and it was done like in 15 minutes my application was uh, but you had to again go into person uh, yes yes because mm -hmm. I didn't have a, a representative for anything yeah um, so I went but it was okay I, I was actually pleasantly surprised <laughs> let's call it like that and the the officer, the person was really nice. And did you yeah. need any additional um, documentation for that um, or did you actually 
I mean, your documentation is in Russian, I'm assuming, right? Did you need documents translated for this? Well, um, yeah, I had my, I also had to, uh, had to submit my bachelor diploma as well, but I had it already translated and apostled for a while so okay. it was not an extra job and I think the only thing I needed to do was to translate my birth certificate mm -hmm. I think it had to be translated but I'm not sure probably I already had it done at that point but it's again the list of documents I just uh, yeah I just opened the official website and um, just followed it and then asked my colleagues and friends um, yeah, if something else is needed, and I never could understand about the German certificate. <laughs> Do you need the German certificate or you don't need the German certificate? Because at some places it was written you need it, at some places it was written you don't need it. Mm -hmm. And I had an old certificate and I just didn't want to make an exam just to apply. So I decided just to provide what I have and then let's see. But they actually didn't ask me about um, mm -hmm. okay. German certificate. Um, yeah, it was 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 easy. It was okay, easy. so the second time it was easier, like when you changed yeah. to red, red, red code. Yes, that mm -hmm. that was easy and pleasant. Uh, not much waiting. It was and okay. when did you get it? Like how long did it take oh, for them to was, process? That was really fast. Um, I think it was about four weeks. Wow. That yeah, actually is fast. That yeah. was very fast, yeah, and we were counting, uh, so with my employer, we were counting for two months or so, so I had a contract uh, for, uh, I started in November, yeah, um, so we, we planned for November because I think I applied in in August mm -hmm. uh, for, for um, uh, residence permit and work permit. But in the end, I uh, was like in September, I was already with my car, so I actually could visit my family and still have some time outside mm -hmm. of Austria before I started to work. That so sounds it, really good. Yeah, it was it was really fast. Mm -hmm. So when you have the red, red, red card, right, you're tied to your employer for a while. Exactly. It's, um, it works like that. Uh, so if you have this card, you even have a name of your employer on the back. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you want to change the job, firstly, you have to ch find an employer and then you can kind of leave your employer. Otherwise, you don't have a permit to stay in the country anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and um, yeah, so if you want a new job, firstly, you find it and then you then you leave your current job because then you have to leave Austria and you also don't get any uh, like unemployment support, anything mm -hmm. like that. How long are you tied to your employer for? Uh, this card is for two years. Mm -hmm. But you already have to renew it after one year, right? Uh, no, no, this is not like with students. Student uh, permit you have to renew every year. And this one was exactly for two years. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do anything for two years. Just got it and you're happily <laughs> using it. <laughs> okay, so you have to stay with the initial employer that you're with for two years. For two years. Mm -hmm. And after that, what happens next? Uh, the next point is getting a Rotweiss Rot Plus uh, mm -hmm. card. And uh, this card gives you the free access to the um, uh, job market. So you're not attached anymore to some certain employer. And if you don't have a job in this period, you always can, um, can get um, unemployment support uh, from IMS. And you can freely search for new job without being in the old job still mm -hmm. so 
uh, and from the process it's more or less the same uh, you have to confirm that you have been working for I think 21 months out of last 24 months mm-hmm. uh, so you have to confirm this so again like your salary has to cover your expenses um, I think that actually that's the only special thing about this card that you mm-hmm. have to be um, 21 months employed in the last um, two years mm-hmm. then you can um, make a new application for uh, for a new document and it's again I had again the question about um, language certificate because mm-hmm. I still didn't do exam in German there, it was. I remember there was this questionnaire, this form, form which you download on the website, and there was also a list of documents which you need, like your passport, this and this. And there was the language certificate, without actually saying which level you need or anything, just a confirmation of the German knowledge, something like that. And then when you go to website, mm-hmm. they don't have the certificate on the list. Then you go to another website, they still don't have it. So it was a bit confusing to understand, do you actually need it? And if you do, then which level you need? Mm-hmm. So, but I gambled again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gambled again on it and nobody asked me about it. So it was fine. Mm-hmm. And now I, I think that now I know that if you apply for the next, uh, for this long visa for five years, then you need the certificate of language knowledge from the experience of my friends mm-hmm, <laughs> but okay. I'm not there yet and what level do you need to be at I think you need only something like A2 or so something super basic okay so it's not a big deal mm-hmm. just they want to have it but honestly it's stupid if they don't ask you this in the first year when you start to work and okay you don't need the certificate and what do they think that in three after five years staying in Austria you still cannot speak A2 level German does make sense like I, I would if to ask it probably at the first stage but not after five years then it's just mm-hmm. a waste of your time and money just to make an exam because it also costs money mm-hmm. okay um, yeah and with this application uh, so I had everything uh, I only I was only missing um, this um, again credit confirmation because it again was not in the list Mm-hmm. So it was not specifically mentioned that you should have this thing. And when I came to apply um, for for the renewal of my residence permit, I didn't have it, but I gave all my documents. They took my case and I just um, ordered uh, this document and it was ready like in two or three days and I just could mail it uh, by email actually, electronically. Mm-hmm. I think it's... So the renewal you could do online this time? No, no. Uh, okay. I was still I still came I gave everything in person and there's just one thing missing they asked me to send it by email I think because uh, of the corona mm-hmm. they actually got a bit more modern <laughs> because before I know that you had to come again in person and bring if something mm-hmm. was missing you, you should have been bringing it in person yeah no I think they do now accept email yeah <laughs> email documents <laughs> yeah. which is good yeah so I did that uh, I applied, and um, I think in a couple of weeks, or maybe in a month, within a month, I received a letter from, actually, I think it was IMS, that they didn't receive the confirmation for my last working month, like a Jul- July, because I was applying at the end of July, so they didn't have a confirmation of my um, paycheck for this month, which was really strange. Uh, because I was waiting to J- July because it was the 21st 
working months, so as soon as I received it, I printed it, put it on my file, and I was ready to go to apply. And they called, they not called me, they sent me this letter saying that they don't have it. I was like, okay. Uh, and it was already not Magistrat, not MA35, but it was IMS. And I was like, what IMS doesn't see if I'm employed right now or not. I think they should see that somewhere. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, it's not a big deal. I just printed it again and um, sent it also by email. Mm-hmm. It was possible to send it by email. I actually called before asking what sh- how should I send it by email or by post because they don't write it in the email in the letter which I which I received. And yeah, she said yes, no problem. You can send it by email. And I said, are you sure that you don't have it? Because I'm hundred percent sure that this document was on the list. And the lady was like, yeah, that happens sometimes. That some documents just disappear when we send them from one department to another one. It's like, Great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Not <laughs> very, very reassuring. Very reliable. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I did that. I think it was um, end of July or maybe beginning of August. Um, and I was sitting and waiting. And like waiting, waiting, waiting because it was Corona. I knew already that it will be slower because I talked to other people. And I was not kind of worrying, not calling them, anything because like, okay. I have to wait, and I didn't really have any plans for traveling or so on, so it was not, uh, mm-hmm. I was not in trouble or anything that I really wanted to get already this card. Mm-hmm. Um, How long is the um, Red Red Rest Plus one card um, valid for? Uh, the, the new one, the Plus, it's for three years. Mm-hmm. Okay. For three years. So the first one is for two years mm-hmm. and the second one for three years. And after that, you can apply for one which is for five years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so yes, I was waiting. It was August, September, October, and I started to get a bit worried mm-hmm. because by this time my permit has already expired in August, I think. Yes, in August. But the rule is you just have to apply before it expires, and then you can stay in the country and just wait for your document. Mm-hmm. And it was already October. Then November has started, and I started calling them. Because it was already like June, uh, August, September, October. It was like fifth month already going. Mm -hmm. And I still didn't have my card. Um, And I started to call them. They had a hotline. I think it was also a new invention. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I actually could reach the hotline. um, But they never could connect me to the person who was responsible for my case. And I was calling at some point, like in the middle of November, I was calling every single day. Mm-hmm. I was calling every single day. And I think those people at the hotline, they already, like, they recognized me already. Okay. Because <laughs> it was the same. You tell them the name, you tell your case number. And they say, yeah, we will connect you to your Zachbearbeiter, I think it's called in German. Mm-hmm. And I did that. I don't know, I did that for two or three weeks every day, and I called like two or three times a day. And at that point, I was very, very frustrated um, because I couldn't understand what's the problem to just connect to the person and talk, and you don't have any information because uh, the people on the hotline, they cannot uh, provide you any info except that they see that you submitted your case and at which person the case is. Mm-hmm. So besides that, they don't know like if something is missing, are you supposed to send something? Maybe, I don't know, they send you some request because they still send it by post, 
which is ridiculous, but okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe you didn't get your letter or whatever, but they don't see anything of it. Only your like Sachbearbeiter is mm-hmm. able to tell you what's wrong and what is missing and so on. And I couldn't I couldn't get to this person, I couldn't re- I couldn't reach them and it was already five months so I was like really worried and frustrated. Um and then it was already December mm-hmm. and um, yeah I decided that if I cannot do anything I was like, calling there it was the same I called and said like if I come in person can I get the appointment with the Zachbearbeiter and they're like no this is not possible you can get appointment only for uh, for application actually to bring your documents but not for uh, to discuss mm-hmm. kind of the stage of your case. This was in 2020 when Corona was... No, no, this was actually uh, 2021. Ah, okay, 2020. So, last December. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I was... Actually, I was planning to go to visit my family for New Year's. And there is always an option to get also this uh, note vignette. Mm -hmm. So, this is uh, this one-time entry stamp kind of, which gives you a right to come back to the country when you have, while you're waiting for your documents. But I still wanted already to get the permit because I was also, uh, my HR department kept writing me because probably they're also getting some troubles if, mm-hmm. yeah, if you're not prolonged for, for a while. And they were also writing me like every two weeks, did you get it already? Did you get it? I was like, no, <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. do anything. And at that point, I just decided that I need some help. And um, I asked, like, the family of my boyfriend, they have somebody who is working in the governmental organization, and he just uh, had had an access to information and phone numbers of people working in the MIA 35. And I think he wrote an email or he called, I'm not sure. But in, like, two days after he did it, I got a call, <laughs> or, like, maybe it was a week, I got a call and they said like yeah you can um, you can come and pick it up your pick up pick up your cart mm-hmm. and, uh, and now actually I also remembered uh, when I was calling before to um, to this hotline I remember they told me once that so they see the stage of the case and that they see that some documents are missing and I'm like okay which documents are missing and actually they were able to see that the documents this credit confirmation was missing and this job confirmation from July, like a paycheck, actually, the salary confirmation. And I was like, yeah, I sent these documents in the end of July. So it means that since then, nobody has opened my case since the end end of July. Mm -hmm. And it was November. Mm -hmm. So that was the situation. And basically, I don't know, two calls have resolved it. Mm -hmm. Probably, I don't know, it probably was lying somewhere or so and nobody just uh, looked at it or because they moved because the ML55 office moved for my district they moved during this period mm-hmm. I don't know but they also should have some electronic system with um, yeah where they keep track of their cases mm, but it sounds super frustrating yes. that you couldn't resolve it on like yeah. normal, normal ways terms. Yeah. you have like no you have no idea what's wrong and how long it's going to take and yeah why is it going on also um when today actually i applied for the visa there was a guy uh in the line he was waiting and he didn't and the 
there, there is a person who kind of checks that your appointments and so on. And he was asking this guy, do you have an appointment? He's like, no, like I'm waiting for the document for nine months. And I just want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I heard that in the crowd. I was like, okay, that doesn't sound well. Yeah. And no. then it sounds terrible. Yeah. And for me, it took uh, like five months. And the worst thing is that they issue you uh, the card, but the card says, it says the kind of last day of your previous card. So I got my card in December, but it's valid only till like August in three years. Mm-hmm. So like basically the three months, they just disappear because you should, you're supposed to have it already, but you don't just because they are way too slow. Mm. Yeah, there was, there was really, I was like very stressed that at this time it was really not nice. Yeah, no, it's terrible, especially, I mean, your employer is worried, yes. you're worried, and you sound like you almost did everything you could. Yeah, when like, you're calling every day, that was my routine, basically. I had the alarm on my watch, I don't know, like at 9 or at 8, at 12 and at 2, so I would just pick up the phone, I already knew the phone number by heart, it was just the routine, yeah, that I had to do that every day. Oh, God, that sounds extremely stressful. Yeah. But you, you finally got it, right? Yes, yeah. But again, this is not, this is not the way it should be. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I can understand everything that it's a Corona time, and they were saying that yeah, the people are in home office, and I was like, last summer, which home office? Everything is open, clubs are open, but what the government, the May thirty five, has to be in home office, mm-hmm. or what? So that was okay. ridiculous. Yeah. So if you want to sum up the main things that you would want to suggest to governmental bodies, <laughs> what are the things you would want to see changed in this process? What do you think would make the world a better place? I think that just stability to get the response. Uh, so of course, the waiting time, this is just ridiculous, right? The, again, one good thing about Corona is that you could apply with appointment. So you could just book your appointment and come and do not wait five hours in this line mm-hmm. and just apply for it. That's good. That's great. But you should have you should be able to have a possibility for a feedback and to be able to receive an information why is it taking so long or at least some decent explanation like, okay, we're overloaded. It's going to take another month. Okay, like I would be satisfied with it. At least... Um, you are not in the situation of total uncertainty, and I think it's the worst. And for many people, it's very frustrating mm-hmm. to be in this um, in this kind of environment where everything is uncertain. And yeah, you have life. You need to travel, visit family, and not go to the vacation if you want. So mm-hmm. I think the most important is really um, possibility to receive a feedback, and. I don't know, in 21st century, there should be some online platform where you should be able to log in with your data and be able to see at which stage your case are. Like if you're something, if you're missing something, you should be able to check, okay, that you need this and this. I don't need to receive a stupid letter by post, <laughs> which can get lost. I had so many things lost in the post. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, and the simple possibility just to talk to somebody who is, competent and capable to tell you uh, yeah that we need this and this or it just will take that much time mm-hmm. so you, there should be like a frames because there actually the time frames I'm not sure is it like half a year or so after waiting you can go to 
I'm not sure if it's a court or there is a special some special committee which takes care of it. You can uh, file your complaint, mm-hmm. and after you do that, they have still three months to process your case. Mm-hmm. So which ends up to what nine months? Yeah, that is a long time to wait for a visa. Yeah, it's also I don't know. It's not so difficult, <laughs> isn't it, to do this? I mean, I understand probably there are some complicated cases or mm-hmm. like people with complicated histories or like with five jobs or whatever. But if you had the visa, like you had the residence permit, you still have the same job. Nothing mm-hmm. changed. You actually getting more money now because you have been working there for like longer. What's the issue? Yeah. Why yeah. should it be so complicated? Yeah. Sounds very frustrating. Yes. Thank you for yeah. sharing. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. No, it's important. But um, maybe end on a positive note. What advice would you give to anyone starting this process? Um, to apply as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, to uh, prepare documents which probably are not going to be required, but just in case so you have them. <laughs> Just ask your mm-hmm. like friends, colleagues, uh, especially people who recently did it. I, I always found this kind of um, information the most uh, the most helpful and suitable. Always actual. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, and to be consistent and just if you need it to call them and push them. Otherwise nothing is happening and to have some friends in the government <laughs> <laughs> all right that's a good tip to have have friends in the government yeah unfortunately <laughs> thank you so much elena for sharing and for being here and thanks for listening <laughs> thanks for listening if you know someone or even are someone whose story needs to be told please message me under immigration.stories.austria at gmail.com You can also find the email address in the show notes. Immigration Stories Austria.